is up, everybody? It's not your boy, Dave. It's Shane. Not your boy. With me this evening is Russell Mania. Oh, yeah. Russell Ramblin'. I can't. I'm sorry. Ramblin' Man Russell. Is that the other one? Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. This is <laughs> DQP Weekly once again without Dave. Uh, Dave, please, God, we need you. Uh, <clears throat> but this is your uh, DQP Weekly. We go over news, movie news, trailers, um, games, video yes. games, shit like that. We, we play do. games sometimes on the we show. Play games. Um, but yeah, so uh, we got some headlines. Yeah, we do have some headlines. Hell yeah. Let's get into it. If Dave was here, I would have been ready. Uh, wow, no not. respect. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, Rodney. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I, random, let's fuck this show all up. I yeah. was listening to uh, the Josta show today and... Uh, um, uh, fuck, it's not... Is Ronnie Radke the guy that's in Black Veil Brides? Or is that the... I can't... I, Ricky Rackman. Ricky Rackman is the guy that did Headbangers Ball okay. in, like, the 80s and 90s, yeah. and then Josta took it over when they rebooted it in, like, the 2000s. Oh, wait, when it was on, uh... When it was on MTV2. Yeah, well, yeah, MTV2. Yeah. Yeah. There was a music station that I keep trying to remember what it was, and they always did, like, the little pop-up things. Fuse? Fuse! Yeah. Yeah! Yeah. I, I've been trying to remember what the fuck it Basically, was for, like, like, weeks. every music channel, every music TV channel went, like, we're gonna play music videos. We're gonna, like, have, like, interview shows. Yeah, we're gonna have reality shows now. It's just reality shows, and it's like yeah. it, none of them are fucking music yeah. television anymore. But when they were all like, when they were all making that transition, yeah. Fuse was like, we're gonna play fucking music videos all day, right? And I was like, Fuse, you're my favorite now. Yeah, they had a uh, they they had the metal injection show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ricky Rackman was on the Josta show. Yeah. Like, uh, it's been a few weeks because this was on the iTunes and he has like three built in paywall delays now. Yeah. Um coming soon. No, it's not. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh but like Ricky was like bitching about he was trying to get it off his chest, but he was like bitching about like not being respected like some of the other music journalists. Yeah. Um like uh uh Jose Mangan and uh Eddie Trunks. Yeah. Which both both of those guys also have podcasts and they have radio shows and everything. I just thought it was interesting cuz we went to the what was oh the Ronnie Dangerfield cuz they they made that joke on the show too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, headlines. Sorry guys. Joke. Headlines. Yeah. See, I can't host a show. Not this one. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's words have been cut and sliced to garner interest in a recent article by a news source called The Direct. 
We have the full quote and the correction to his misrepresentation here today on the show. Yeah. Not him. Just his actual full quote. Yeah, like the quote. Because like there I I it was like three articles deep. It was like this article is quoting the direct, and the direct is quoting Variety, and Variety yeah. is the one that actually interviewed him. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. His words were all cut up to make it sound like Craven the Hunter was gonna be a animal rights meat sympathizer. Yeah, he's the Craven the PETA advocate. Yeah, but what he actually said, I'll read you the excerpt from the Variety article. Yeah. Taylor Johnson also spoke about his experience shooting Craven the Hunter, who he described as one of Marvel's most iconic, notorious anti-heroes, Spider-Man's number one rival. Which we kind of disagree with yeah. um but if you're playing that character i'd probably say it's his number one rival yeah, if too. you read the rest of the article he completely trumps up everything that he talks about he talks about uh bullet train like it's the best fucking movie ever made yeah. so like everything he says in this is needs to be taken he's like full on like whatever addled I wanted to say coke ridden, but I don't. I don't know what the fuck if he's actually on anything or if he's just like. <laughs> I am so glued to just like promoting everything I'm doing right now. I will fucking do it. <laughs> it's all the best. Maybe that's the lesson he learned, like from, you know, like he had like a three year, almost hiatus. Yeah, because like he he should have. I would think that. Well, I mean, like, he died. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so he did kick ass, and then like we didn't really see him he's a whole in lot. Stuff, but and not a lot, like, yeah. Stuff, but like kick ass was like great, and his performance in kick ass was mm-hmm. amazing. So like for him that to not like fucking like, yeah jumpstart a huge career, and then he was quicksilver. Really understand? Yeah, I love him as quicksilver. Yeah, but you didn't see that coming. I didn't. Two I weeks in a row, didn't. we've we've talked about quicksilver dying. Yeah, I didn't see it coming at all. Because I thought it was going to be Hawkeye. Because some assholes came home from watching it before me and kept talking about Hawkeye dying. Anyway. It wasn't me. <laughs> so yeah, after describing Craven the Hunter, <laughs> <laughs> after describing Craven the Hunter as Spider-Man's number one rival, he goes on to say, he said he found exciting... He said he found exciting the fact that his character is not an alien or a wizard. He's just a hunter, a human with conviction, an animal lover, and a protector of the natural world. He's a very, very cool character. He added that, unlike other Marvel movies, this one is shot entirely on location. Yeah. So he added the is a hunter part. So so his actual verbiage makes it sound more like Craven from the comics because, like, it was. It's not like animal lovers for PETA. It's like... People act like being a hunter and a conservationist are mutually exclusive when that is extremely far from the truth. Like, most people think of a hunter as a big game hunter. You know, or somebody that just goes and like just... poachers. Or poachers, yeah. Yeah. They just go into the woods and they shoot whatever the fuck they want and they don't actually take anything. Yeah, which like, Craven isn't a poacher. He kills poachers. Yeah, he kills poachers. (laughs) But he he has a respect. It's it's like the... uh, 
he has like a respect for these animals that could kill him. Yeah. But it, he also like sees it as like a challenge. Go watch the cartoon from the 90s. Go watch the 90 whatever Fox uh, Spider-Man show. And there's several episodes with Craven in it. And yes, he, he hunts stuff, but he also like does things for a reason. Like, yeah. and he like is a conservationist and a researcher and shit. Like, that's not exactly the same as the comics, but it's it's not that far off. And it is he's still a hunter. And like everybody's like, oh no, he's gonna be a big fucking pussy and stuff like that. And they're gonna ruin it like they did Morbius, which they did ruin Morbius. <laughs> they did. But it is in fact not Morbin time. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it never was. Fuck that movie. It sucked. <laughs> that whole debacle. Uh, I'm glad they fucking spent however much money they had to spend to put it back in a thousand theaters and made like seven <laughs> bucks a theater. $236. Yeah, like 10 people fucking watched it per theater. They didn't even fill one goddamn theater up. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Over a whole weekend. I love it. A whole weekend. That's not yeah. $236 a day. That's $236 like total. Yeah. Per theater? Yeah. 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 That's like <laughs> three people watched it on Friday. Ten maybe on Saturday. <laughs> no one on Sunday. Yeah. And I think it was people who like don't have the internet. Probably. They're yeah. like, ooh, a Jer Jared Leto movie. Let's go watch that. Yeah, it's probably the people that show up at the theater without pre-picking a movie. Yeah. Which, like, I'm not being down on. I've done no, that I've before. done that like, before. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. just like, I want to like, see Let's a go movie. watch a movie, yeah. Then you end up picking whatever piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, maybe we shouldn't have gone this weekend. <laughs> anyway, I he he may have meant it that way. Uh, but I think he's being his words are being taken out of context. For yeah, clickbait. I think so too. Um yeah, it's very clickbaity. Like, yeah. hey, let's piss off all the Marvel you take fanboys. Out one phrase and all of a sudden he's saying that they completely changed the character so yeah yeah so we wanted to cover that yeah um because fuck this clickbaity bullshit yeah but also fuck sony so if they fuck it up if they do fuck it up then i'm not actually surprised either yeah me either i mean i hope they don't i wish they'd still wrap fucking stuff up yeah agreed <sighs> all right moving on yeah we need to move on uh paramount says, we won't remove content from errors with different sensibilities. Boss of Media Company says, it would be a mistake to censor art because it may offend some people today. By definition, you have some things that were made in a different time and reflect different sensibilities, he said. I don't believe in censoring art that was made historically. That's probably a mistake. It's all on demand. You don't have to watch anything you don't want to. I agree with that. Yeah. I thought that was, like, like critiquing it is important. Yeah. And you want to write a thousand articles about how this thing is wrong, that's fine, too. Yeah. Like, I support both of those aspects, but I, you don't I, need I to agree with him. I don't support censoring. Going back and editing or just removing it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. That, that, 
Because you need to look back on the past and see mistakes that were made. Like, you have to learn from the mistakes of the past in order to make the future a better place. And yeah, it's literally the, you know, you know, those that don't learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. Like, yeah, and that includes everything. Like, you know, hate speech and, like, fucking, like, just things getting more and more, like, uh... accepted or not accepted depending on which way you're going um in pop culture which pop culture is like a representation of where uh society is is or is going right Mm -hmm. and because i don't know now it seems like a lot of times pop culture is sometimes a little bit ahead of where a lot of society is yeah, I think, and I think that that's like, I think that that's good because it's like them trying to, like, like show people yeah, what could be, yeah, what could be, and sure. or like, hey, where this thing could go is like alternate. I've always thought alternate fiction was interesting because it, like, someone sits down and they take like a key event that happened in history and they, they, they change it to like where someone wins, like you know, what if what if the Nazis would have won World War II? What would sure. the world look like? And, uh, like, you get... a there, That's actually a really popular one. You have, like, a, hundreds yeah. of books and, like, a couple TV shows that video are even games. based on that idea. Or video games. All the games. War, Wolfenstein stuff. Yeah, the Wolfenstein stuff. I think that's the premise behind The Man in the High Castle. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so, like, alternate fiction and is, is, like, super interesting because, like, it gives you this view into... You know what would the world have been like had it not had it played out differently? Sure, and like that's all these things like go together, like having, like being able to go back and watch movies from the 1940s or 1950s that like show you what those times were like is like to you can develop empathy from that. Yeah, like it's not you're not gonna. I mean, if you're like some people might go watch it and be like, oh, they were so much more right then. They're too far right then. What you mean, <laughs> but like to to be able to look at it and you know really critique and analyze what pop pop culture was in those years is important because it like you said it gives you this revelation of you know what society thought was okay. Yeah, you know, and there's the Brady Bunch movie. I always thought was funny. Um, the the parody version, the parody movie. Uh, it's like. So there's like this whole thing where I think it came out in the nineties, but like there's this whole thing where they talk about not being able to say the word but uh-huh. and like it seems so silly. Yeah. But like there's plenty of words that aren't swear words now that would have been considered swear words. Sure. And like Well, we talked about like other random shit that doesn't even make sense. Like the old comic code not have not you couldn't portray werewolves. You know, yeah. stuff like that just yeah so like that that movie there's a whole thing where the, you know the kids aren't like supposed to say the word but yeah and it's like ha- like that was a real thing like that was a word that like you know kids got in trouble for saying in like the 80s or whatever but 70 i don't know 70s maybe yeah bunch was a thing but so like it's important to have those things and be able to go back and you know if you're someone interested in that at least but i mean like he says if 
if you're not interested in seeing how society has evolved yeah. or seeing how demeaning society could have been at one point, then it's like don't watch it. Like if it upsets like your sensibilities, then like I mean, yeah, just don't watch it. Right. But like for some people, like it might be important. Like it, some people don't just have empathy; they have to develop it. So like watching those types of things, you know, myself included, like especially like. There are lots of shows that I have watched that gave me a deeper understanding of particular issues. Sure. Like one of them being uh, Netflix has a show called Dear White People. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it, it's funny, but there's also like a lot of underlying uh, social commentary that like I understood a lot more of like what was going on and like as far as like different camps of people being like trying to get along and trying to resolve issues and not understanding each other and like how blind you can be to someone else's like plight mm -hmm. and so like that that show in particular was one for me that really stood out but then like going back and watching stuff like we watched a few movies on the movie review show yeah where we're like it, that there's that thing isn't okay yeah there's problematic <laughs> parts or stuff that they say or whatever yeah and it's not necessarily like about being i mean it is about being like more sensitive to people's issues but it's also like important that it stays in the art because it's a reflection of the times yeah that was the rambling part that yeah rambling man russell yeah there he is but anyway so i'm happy that paramount has decided to like Leave Not stuff in. Stuff. Yeah, yeah sure. leave stuff in. On lighter news, uh, AMC, <laughs> the channel, not the theater chain, has asked for more Breaking Bad spinoffs after Better Call Saul resolves. Does anybody remember Breaking Bad? Like, I mean, I know we do because we watched it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know <laughs> how long yeah. they can ride that gravy train. Yeah, I mean, like, when did Breaking Bad end? I fucking 2011. Oh, it wasn't that long ago, was it? I think it started when I was in high... No, it started right after high school. 2013. It ran from 2008 to 2013. Wow. Yeah. That was nine years ago, guys. Yeah. I mean, Better Call Saul's been on for, what, five, six? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, so that started like two years after. Yeah. You can't start another one nine years after. It's time for a reboot, right? Like that's where that's where Hollywood's at. Like Or just like come up with another like do something new. Another project. Like Do something new. Yeah. End of the Badlands was something new and fucking cool. And then you, like, fucking shot it like a dog behind the woodshed. Yeah, I don't know anything about what happened with that. I watched, like, the first season and then... First season know. was amazing. Second season, I was like, what is going on? That's another alternate fiction. Yeah, alternate uh, history alternate fiction. Alternate history fiction, yeah. <laughs> alternate fiction. Just lots of goth chicks and... It's not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's how it's alternate. Uh, 
Um, it's not Marvel or Star Wars. It's alternate fiction. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got on that one. Um, okay. Good idea, bad idea. I don't know. Probably just do something new. Yeah, I don't know. Don't. Move on. Here's a weird one, and if you actually look it up, you might hate me. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, though, would it? <laughs> uh, viral series, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, is getting a television adaptation. If you don't know what it is, you can find it on YouTube. It's weird, it's creepy, it's puppets. Yeah. I don't know, dude. The one I watched was like... So it reminds me of the... Uh... Adult Swim infomercials. Yes. Where it starts off like kind of like, okay, this is a thing that is familiar because it's like puppets. So it's kind of Sesame Street-ish. Yeah. And then and then it just like goes off the rails into Creep Town and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So the one I watched uh, because I had to know at least kind of what it was before we were going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I watched the first one that popped up Mm -hmm. when I searched it on YouTube, and it was uh, a video called Time. Yeah. And it's the three characters uh, sitting around a living room, and they're like, basically like, well, what do we do? Because we kill some time. So then a clock shows up. Uh, a humanoid-type clock uh, shows up and starts singing. And there's mm -hmm. a whole song about time. And okay. the existential dread of time. <laughs> and these puppets are sitting there. And as the song goes on, it talks about... Uh, one of the lines was, there is no future, there is only now. Because I was like, is this for kids? And then <laughs> you get about two-thirds of the way to the video before you realize it's not for kids. Um, and so then they all start to fade away. And... Uh, like their skin starts to melt and their bones and their meat and stuff and okay it's fucking wild uh i'm probably gonna watch more uh after doing 67 pounds of acid so yeah that's a lot not acid the drug i'm gonna drink acid from a car battery that's also a lot cops are listening You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink battery acid, kids. Yeah. Don't. Also, don't listen to our show, <laughs> kids. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the one that I watched was. Because I watched one, and I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. But... Probably, like, pushed it all the way to the back of my brain. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. There's something weird about morbid shit and puppets. I think it really hits, like, the, uh, the, like, child part of my brain where I, like, get, I get, like, reeled into it, and I'm like, yeah, this is mildly entertaining. Right. Why is that puppet's penis out? Why is it penetrating that other puppet? What you have people well, done? You're just watching weird porn at that point, <laughs> bud. Like, what? <laughs> It's like all the kids that grew up watching puppets were like, what can we do with puppets now that we're adults? Make weird porn, apparently. Like, yeah. It's on YouTube, not on Pornhub. 
Uh, but on Pornhub, you can find Kermit and Miss Piggy <sighs> do the magic castle. Oh, I think it was the very first one that I sent you. It's uh, just don't hug me. I'm scared that there's like a. It's talking about being creative, and there's like a talking notepad. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. It's fucking weird as fuck. Nothing super weird has happened yet. How long is this? It's only like three minutes. We can watch the whole thing. What the fuck? <laughs> if you guys if you guys like weird fucking also creepy shit this is for you. Don't yeah. hug me, I'm scared. Please don't. <laughs> Do you have more headlines? Stephen Colbert addresses detainment of staff filming Triumph the Insult Comic Dog segment at the Capitol. Uh, everyone was very professional. Is that it? Uh, <laughs> the... Insurrection! This article is I'm also sorry. brought to you by Variety. Oh my god. Uh, in his monologue on Monday... Uh, in his monologue on Monday's broadcast of The mm -hmm. Late Show, host Stephen Colbert addressed recent news that a field production team for his late-night program was detained at the Capitol while filming a comedy segment involving a foul-mouthed puppet. More puppets. Yeah. Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. It was also a weird fucking puppet, always talking about his dog boner. Yeah, and shit. How was your weekend, Colbert joked at the top of his opening monologue. I certainly had an interesting one, because some of my staff had a memorable one. Triumph offered to go down to D.C. to interview some Congress people to highlight some January 6th hearings. Colbert continued, I said, sure, if you can get anyone to agree to talk to you, because, and please don't take this as an insult, you're a puppet. Yeah. If you've never seen Triumph, the insult dog, it's it's pretty funny, yeah. but it's also, like, super ridiculous. Yeah. Pretty crude. Uh, on June 16th, seven people working for the late working for the late with the late show the yeah late show. <laughs> poorly the written articles variety? uh seven people working for the late show with stephen colbert were arrested due to an unauthorized location shoot in congress among the seven people arrested were robert schmiegel the writer and comedian behind the canine character of triumph mm -hmm. the capitol police released a statement about the incident saying the building was closed to visitors, and these individuals were determined to be a part of a group that had been directed by the USCP to leave the building earlier in the day. They were charged with unlawful entry. This is an active criminal investigation and may result in additional criminal charges after consultation with the U.S. attorney. After they finished their interviews, they were doing some last-minute puppetry, jokey make -em ups in a hallway when Triumph and my folks were approached and detained by the Capitol Police, which actually isn't that surprising, Colbert continued, before alluding to the ongoing congressional hearings regarding the events of January 6, 2021 insurrection, the Capitol Police are much more cautious when, than they were, say, 18 months ago, and for Ugh. a very good reason. If you don't know what that reason is, I know what news network you watch. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I fucking love Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Uh, Colbert continued by affirming that things were resolved as professionally as possible while acknowledging that the experience was not pleasant for his staff. The late night host also dismissed comparisons between his production team's detainment and the arrest of individuals during the insurrection. Drawing yeah. any equivalence between rioters storming our capital to prevent the counting of electoral ballots and a cigar-chomping toy dog is a shameful and grotesque insult to the memory of everyone who died, Colbert said. I mean, forget any of that. It's just the completely, like, dishonest argument. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know. CBS had previously offered a statement on the incident explaining that the interviews conducted were authorized and prearranged through congressional aides of the members interviewed. As hearings surrounding the January 6th riot on the Capitol remain underway, the incident came at a time of heightened security and tension within the halls of Congress. Monday's broadcast of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert featured New Jersey Senator Cory Booker as a guest, as well as a musical performance by the Lumineers. How many fucking times have the Lumineers been on a late show? Like a hundred? Maybe. I wonder if they have the record. It seems like every time (laughs) it's the Lumineers! Like, anyway. Uh, Yeah, so... It sounds like they had approval to do some interviews, and then they were yeah. supposed to leave, and they were like, oh, let's just shoot this one thing real quick. Yeah. And then they got popped because they weren't supposed to be in the fucking building anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like. Or uh, they were really doing some sort of rogue journalism and Colbert's covering. <laughs> That's what I want it to be. Testing to see if they've actually increased security after January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe there's something in there they're looking for. Probably not. Colbert was going to break it wide open on his pre-recorded show. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm living in fantasy land where Colbert is the last real reporter on a late night show. <laughs> I just think it would be funny. It'd be amusing. No one would see it coming. Colbert just stands up one day and he's like, fuck this. (laughs) Yeah, I found this shit out. I don't know. It's it's fucked up because I keep seeing people just being like, oh, fucking insurrection. What's good for thee? Not for me. And shit. And it's like, this is totally different circumstances. Yeah. In every way. Wildly different. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, yeah, trespassing, sure, something like that. But, like, not attempted insurrection. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we, like, vaguely brought it up last week, but wasn't sure what the fuck was going on. Yeah. We thought we would cover what is out. Yeah. Is that all we have? For headlines. Oh, great. You got a uh, you got some correspondence? I have correspondence. Correspondence. Put both on there, make it look like a pair of titties. <laughs> <clears throat> uh we have an email from Colton. Ah, oh, what's up, Colton? Titled Books. Oh. Books. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's right. I have indeed already read the Red Rising series, but now that you mention it, it, it might be time for a reread before the release of the sixth book. I also highly recommend this series to anyone who is into sci-fi fantasy. The second book is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi novels, but they are all fantastic. The mm. narration for the audiobooks are phenomenal as well. For those that are ha- for those that have trouble reading, talking about us was that, was that directed at us i feel like that was directed at us i have trouble reading i just don't anymore yeah i have trouble listening what <laughs> just ask my parents uh <laughs> <laughs> while i'm here i have some other book recommendations oh shit Red Sister by Mark Lawrence. Okay. This is a fantasy. It is important when killing a nun. What? We're in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm broken. (laughs) Try this again. It is important when killing a nun to ensure that you bring an army of sufficient size. Fucking what? (laughs) I'm super in. When do we get the Netflix adaptation? Because yeah. <laughs> we're illiterate. Yeah, because we don't uh, read books. <laughs> Does it have pictures? Uh, for Sister Thorne of the Sweet Mercy Convent, Lano Tassus brought 200 men. <laughs> Followed none of... Uh, Alright, motherfuckers, listen. You know I can't pronounce <laughs> shit. So, like, (laughs) change the names for me or something. Bill Uh, and Ted. Everything is Bill and Ted. (laughs) Oh, okay. Try this again. Follow Nona Gray, a young girl who is rescued by the abyss, abyss of the Sweet Mercy Convent from execution and is enrolled into the Sweet Mercy Convent as a novice where she and her fellow novices are trained to be assassins, warriors, and mystics. I actually feel like that might, may have been adapted already. There was a show somewhere, I don't remember what it was on. Oh, The Warrior Nun? Yeah, that was it. Is that that? I don't know, let's find out. Bear with us for a moment. We're going to have so many, like, little cutouts for you, Barry. No, the show is based on a comic book. Okay. So the show that Shane and I thought might be based off that book, the synopsis is, after waking up in a morgue, an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as the chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of demon-hunting nuns. Okay, not not exactly the same. All right. Colton's other recommendation. The three-body problem of Lou Sixon. Sixon. Yeah, the three-body problem. Uh, that's a popular one. It is safe. It safe. It is safe. Uh, sci-fi words. Holy shit. Yeah. Are you okay? I think so. 
Uh, I'm reeling from that whole nun story that <laughs> is going on. Um, so uh, the synopsis he wrote for this book is, it's discovered that Earth is being invaded by an advanced alien civilization seeking refuge from their inhospitable planet in Alpha Centauri. Mm-hmm. Secret invasion. Uh, good news is that humanity has 400 years before their fleet reaches Earth. Oh. Bad news is that this alien civilization has made it such that we cannot expand our current knowledge in fundamental physics, and they can continuously spy on our plans. A really fantastic trilogy that explores a lot of the potential social and cultural impacts that would come with not only discovering alien life, but also knowing hundreds of years into the future, a super advanced fleet will be coming to conquer Earth and how we might overcome it. That is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Colton, for your recommendations. I would say I would read them. But we don't read. But you're not wrong. Uh, I actually read about the... I read about the three body problem the other day. Did you? I don't remember what. Well, I mean, it was a fucking a, forum you post. A YouTube no, video? it was a forum okay. post. Uh, it was on Reddit, but like they were talking about something, and the three body problem came up, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you guys should read it." Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So that was it. Was just interesting that it came up again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's it's uh, an interesting premise. Um, yeah, if I one day find time to read, which I'm hope I've actually started reading. A thing, which I will eventually talk about. Uh, but I've started reading the Coheed and Cambria stories that go with the albums. Mm, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, super into that. Uh, eventually, I'll like review and talk about it on the show, and suggest and provide links where you can purchase said things. Uh, our last correspondence is from Podcastrophe. He writes, Sorry I didn't write in last week. Love, Dick. Thanks, Dick. Sent from my iPhone. He probably didn't type that part. Yeah, that's the... Although I wouldn't be surprised if he sent it from his computer and then typed that part at the end. Fuck you, Dick. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dick. Oh my god. <laughs> well, thanks for writing in, Dick. Yeah. That's all I've got for correspondence. All right. So then after correspondence, we're going down to the park, right? Yeah. Got to head down to the park. Welcome to the trailer park. That's a sweet El Camino. Yeah, it is. The I really like the tarp that they put in the back so they could turn it into a little wading pool. Oh, I thought it was a cooler for their blood light. It was both. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like an ice bath. Maybe they are ahead of the curve. Plus a cooler. Same time. Just don't pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like stand up and hang it out the side of the truck. Yeah. Or squat. Whatever you prefer. Oh my god. Uh so anyway, um we watched we watched the uh the Netflix Asia trailer for, <laughs> for Stranger Things season four, volume two. Um, because I couldn't find one that wasn't like, uh, Netflix, Asia, India, Philippines. There was a teaser on IGN that was actually even less footage than the trailer that was on Netflix, like 
the week that volume one came out. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's super weird. Um, but the this trailer is like almost three minutes long, or it's a little over two minutes long. Uh it has like a a weird uh like synth wave version of uh uh running up that hill. Yeah. And beat me to death with the song. Please. Yeah. That's not sarcasm. No, I mean like that's a good it's a good version of it and I mean it's a really good song and I also think like it's extremely well used in the show. Yeah. Um which if you listened last week, we really enjoyed the show so far. Yes. Uh we're hoping that volume two is uh seventeen s- hours long. And of the same quality. Yes. Or better. Yeah. Because if it's better then holy shit. Dude, I don't like fuck, man. <laughs> the season's so good. Um there's a lot of cool shit. It looks like like some like the characters going into fight shit in the upside down. There's a bunch of stuff from the upside down in the Russian base. Yeah. Where oh spoilers. Uh <laughs> where, <laughs> where Hopper is. Uh but yeah, like it looks very interesting. You should check out this this trailer. It, I mean, we were already going to watch it, right? Everybody was going to watch it. If they've watched Stranger Things, they're going to watch this. Yeah. But it, it's it got me hype, and we've got, like, what, uh, two weeks, yeah. basically? July 1st. Yeah. But Comes yeah. out July 1st. Independence Day weekend. Yeah, so we're going to have a long, long weekend of watching all things Stranger Things. Yeah. All right. I love it. So then we watched another trailer um, that was not for a movie. Nope. This is new for us. Or for a show. Nope. Or for a video game. Nope. It was actually for a video game uh, board. spin-off board game. Yeah. On Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Cool Mini or Not is... Uh, started their campaign on Kickstarter this week for Cyberpunk 2077 Gangs of Night City. The board game. So it's Cyberpunk 2077 colon Gangs of Night City dash the board game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they probably didn't want anyone getting confused thinking there was going to be new like video or video game content. New actual content for the video game. Yeah, because that's never going to happen. Don't do that to me yeah don't put that evil on you yeah no it's supposed to happen they don't re- like it's super weird cd project red has not been been like releasing information through normal channels yeah it's only like on their investor calls yeah have you seen this uh no okay so like there's a a guy there's a youtube content creator that i'm going way off here but there's a youtube content creator that basically just makes tons and tons of cyberpunk uh videos and somehow he is privy to these uh these investor calls i don't know if they're public information or uh, a lot of times uh the investor calls are public uh so like there's either a transcript or some of them you can actually listen to while they're happening yeah because some of them are like live fed sure um so I, I just I don't know how their particular one is set up. Yeah, I don't either. But there's usually typically at least a transcript. Sometimes 
they're private, but I don't know what determines whether or not it's a private investor call. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whether we're like possible insider information. Sure. Um, but this has been basically the only source of news, uh, about cyberpunk has been these investor calls. Yeah. And it's basically like, yeah, in this quarter we plan on putting out this many new updates and like in, you know, quarter one, 2023, we plan on releasing the first DLC or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't remember if it's quarter one or quarter two, but it is supposed to be next year, early next year. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was super weird because they're not like making press releases or going to like the magazines like or the the like IGN or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like I I I feel like that's probably smart. Yeah. Because like for like the stage that they're at because like they're just going to continue to get criticized. Sure. Like there's no understanding like yes, we waited forever for this game to come out. Yes, a lot of people had disappointing results when the game came out. Yeah. But also, like, this, is a, this isn't this is a AAA, like, company. Like, this is a smaller Yeah, they're a publisher. small company making AAA games. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they're trying. Yeah. Like, they're fucking trying. I understand, like, paying for a product and, like, getting upset that the product wasn't what it was advertised as. But it... Sure. Like, it really wasn't that as far off as, like, people said it was, aside from the people that, like, had glitch problems. So, like... Yeah, like, the game-breaking bugs and stuff, that was a big deal, but, like, that was... It wasn't everybody that had it. Like, you and I didn't have those things. Yeah, and, like, the game was... It's, like, even with the small issues I had, if you were able to play the game, it is definitely one of the best games that I have ever played. And... Like just the like immersion of the storytelling and like the way the game plays out, like it was just fucking. I I loved it, but I mean, you could also chalk me up to being a fanboy, I guess. Um, so like I I do feel like that's kind of probably the smarter route because it's there's so much volatility surrounding. Mm-hmm. Like when they do say anything, like every comment is just like, "Where's DLC? Where's DLC?" Like. Do you want them to release half-assed DLC that's going to break the game again? Like, shut the fuck up about it. Let them do their thing. Like, a ton. There was uh, thousands of people went back and played Witcher Three after it was like completely finished and all the DLC was released and it was a full game without with barely glitches. So like, it's just, uh, it's just where we're at. Like, I mean, EA releases like a. tons of shitty titles every year and yeah. like yeah they're playable games but they don't have the depth of a lot of other games right it's and just, they also have like thousands of people working for them yeah and it's all super formulaic and they're like oh we changed four things on madden this year which means we got to release a new new madden yeah. new madden game anyway we're here to talk about this, sorry this board game uh i started it <laughs> it's okay uh so the the cyberpunk Gangs of Night City, the board game. Uh, one to four players, 14 plus. Uh, this says 90 to 120 minutes, but I know how uh, Cool Mini or not uh, likes to say that stuff takes 45 <laughs> minutes and it can take like five hours. Um, 
but that's sometimes that's okay. Sometimes it's totally not okay. Sometimes it is okay. Yeah. Uh, we play like some Zombicide, and sometimes they have like a time on the missions and stuff, and it's usually like between like a half hour to two hours, and then like none of them are ever right. Yeah. But you know, we're also like overthinking it horribly and <laughs> trying not to die ever. Yeah. Uh, so. And they're still not as far off as Fantasy Flight is. No. <laughs> it takes that long to set up a Fantasy Flight game. Um, yeah. So, tw- Cyberpunk 2077, Games of Night City, is a competitive game in which one to four players take on the role of ruthless gangs vying for control of the underground in the glittering hellhole that is Night City. Clash with other gangs in the meet or on the net as your enterprising band of toughs seek to gain dominance over the criminal underworld that rules the streets. Only the boldest will be remembered, and your street cred will pave your way to the top. So it looks like you choose stories, uh, then choose uh, gang. Uh, you've got the um, my, uh, Maelstrom's, uh, Tiger Claws, Valentinos, and uh, the Voodoo Boys. Um, and then you like have different gang units. You have solos, techies, and net runners to do different tasks in the game. Um, you hire edge runners, so like all the like main characters in yeah. in the game. Uh, then you earn street cred. Um, and I don't know if there's like if you earn so much street cred, you win. Or you got to finish these stories that you choose and you move through. I'm not sure how that works. Um, but there's like a big uh, cardboard board uh, that is like a map of Night City that's broken up into the areas like it is in the game. Um, there's like, looks like gang cards. Uh, it was your main like dashboard um, and like items and stuff. Uh and there's miniatures that you move around on the Night City board. It's not like a skirmish game, it doesn't look like, but it does look like they are using some, uh, like, maybe 32, or maybe maybe they're bigger uh, scale miniatures to represent <clears throat> your pieces. Uh, there's a Kickstarter exclusive V, uh, both the male and female version of V from the game. Uh each of the gangs looks like it comes with nine uh, miniatures for the the solos, techies, and net runners. Uh, and then there's a bunch of edge runners, including like Johnny Silverhand and Jackie, uh, Judy, Vic, River, all kinds of people like that. Yeah. Um, there's already a few uh, of the stretch goals unlocked. Looks like there's like five people that have been unlocked. Edge runners and their cards, including like Evelyn. Uh, and there was another one I recognized. Maybe not. <sighs> but anyway, there's a bunch of them. Uh, there's, I think oh, another one got unlocked while I was talking about it. Uh, but this is uh this is surprisingly reasonable versus some of the other uh cool mini or not stuff uh probably because it's just like a lot less miniatures uh 
But it's looking like uh, it only has one pledge level right now, unless they add uh, some uh, expansions or something. It's $110 uh, to get everything. So you get the game, you get the applicable uh, stretch goals, which is sitting at like five, six, six right now, I think. This might have to be the first thing I kickstart. Yeah. Um, So like... Along with going along with kickstarting, I know I've talked about it a couple times, but it usually takes at least a year to get stuff. Um, some things I've I've gotten faster, but it was really small stuff like enamel pins. Yeah. Um, but like the the Simon stuff, the cool mini or not stuff, uh, everything that I've gotten from them has taken um uh over a year. Except for one thing that was not kickstarted, but it was it was still like a pre-order thing. Yeah. The Ghostbusters Zombicide Pack. Yeah. I'm supposed to get that this week. And I ordered it in October of last year. Jeez. So that's still, you know, eight yeah, months. months. So. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, I, I appreciate what Kickstarter is. Yeah. So, like, you don't get that instant gratification of getting the thing, but. Right. Delayed gratification. Delayed gratification plus extra shit. Yeah. I think that's what like draws me into it. Like I went way too far into that Marvel Zombicide one, but I'm gonna get so much extra shit (laughs) beyond what's gonna be available at retail. So like Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that looked interesting and that maybe somebody would be interested in it. Yeah, he's trying to get me to spend money. Oh, the the uh, board is double-sided. I have oh, no idea fuck. what's on the other side. A different city? Is it the rest of Night City? Is that only half of Night City? That might be only half. I wonder if the other side's like the Wastelands. No, that's the center, city center right there, I think. It might be... So, like, it looks like it's the city part, and mm-hmm. then... If you're looking at the map, if you're looking at the map on the game, you have like the city kind of goes like this. Yeah. And then like w- over here is all the wasteland stuff. Yeah. And I think this is just the city part. So oh, okay. it might be like all wasteland. Yeah. But I don't know. Cool. No. Looks interesting. We'll have to see when I get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in a cyberpunk skirmish game, there is one by uh, Monster Fight Club that came out. I think it should be out now. It was uh, kickstarting sometime last year. Oh, shit. So that also looked cool, but I was in the middle of kickstarting something else, and I was like, oh, I can't do two at once. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's going to do it for the trailer park. After That's that the trailer park. Yeah, after that I think we're uh trucking down the road, check out a new game. Oh yeah. I have a game this week after that monstrosity you made me play last week. It, well, you know, we were pressed for time. I know. It's not your fault. You didn't know it was going to be a shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I was like, "Oh man, the title was like super like misleading yeah it's like only hardcore nerds will know the answers to these questions 
No, Super hardcore nerds mystery. will like hate this quiz because <laughs> it's stupid. Clickbaity as fuck. Yeah, fuck you, BuzzFeed. All right, so Shane, this okay. is the game. This right. is a game for you. Uh huh. This is a game to honor Robert Eggers, the oh. Northman, which okay. we reviewed and will be coming out. Yeah, it'll be coming out next week. Next week. Yeah, because this comes out on Friday. So, um, yeah. So the game is called Avenge, Save, and Allow to Die Indirectly. So it's like Fuck, Mary Kill. Yes. But without the killing. Yeah. Just allowing them to die indirectly. Yeah. And maybe the fucking, I don't know. You save the princess, maybe you get laid, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Depends just, on who you are. Just try to be. If you're Taryn you know, Egerton, you get anal. <laughs> uh, that's a reference that you might get. <laughs> um, I got that reference. <laughs> yes, you did. Because it's a fantastic fucking movie. Did you get that reference? Email us, draftyq at gmail.com. That's all our show is, is just references. <laughs> it's just us referencing other people's stuff. Yeah. We don't have personalities. <laughs> what? Did your phone just randomly show you a penis picture? No, I got a wild fucking text message. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it later. Show. All, um, right. all right, so avenge, save, and allow to die, die indirectly. Yep. I'm going to give you three people. Okay. And you're going to tell me okay. who you would avenge okay. if they were murdered. Sure. Who you would save. Okay. Not with the promise of sex, but maybe the possibility of sex, because we've seen James Bond movies. Okay. And who you would allow to die indirectly. After I had sex with them, because we've seen James Bond movies. (laughs) 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 Woo! Uh, Anyway. (laughs) All right. All right. First up on the list is Tom Holland. Okay. Barack Obama. Uh huh. And Cardi B. Uh, of. In that order. So if someone killed Tom Holland, you would avenge him? Yep. And. I would save, would Barack, save Barack Obama. Yeah, and then I would allow Cardi, Cardi B, B to, to die. meet an unfortunate yeah. demise. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> That was an easy one. <laughs> All right. Up next, round two. Uh, Neymar. Okay. Who is a footballer. Football, you sure? Uh, Lucy Liu. Okay. And Justin Bieber. Huh. Well, I would avenge Justin Bieber because he's been having a bad go of it lately. <laughs> That's fair. I would save Lucy Liu. Yeah. And then, who was the other one? Neymar. Oh, yeah. Sorry, bud. I don't... I don't I'm not a soccer guy. I guess I'm gonna let you die. <laughs> like, I, I also need to know, like, how far I'm going to avenge or save these people. Like, is it... Because, like, is it is it basically, like, the choice of, like, everything is, like, a car accident I could have easily avoided? Like, I see a, a car accident that could have been easily avoided, so then I, like, stop that person by event that's the avenging or like i save the person by hitting my brakes or i allow them to die indirectly by not being like hey there's a car coming 
<laughs> or is it like, you know, is it like I chose not to try to cure cancer? <laughs> so they died. Like how? I, I, I'm okay, curious. Let's, let's how set in up the depth, context. How okay. in depth? Like, do I have to like do a the, lot for any of these? Yeah, uh, say a fair amount. Okay, um, that's how I've been treating it. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's not, fine. Not super simple, but so you yeah. know, you uh, you know, you you have to kill the killer of the person to. Yeah, that's how. Okay, that's how I've been treating yeah. it. Because like to save the person like, from a killer or I, some kidnapping I, or something. So like the first one, I wouldn't avenge Obama because like I don't care. But I would save him if it was like possible for me to do so, because yeah. he's not like a bad person. Yeah. But Cardi B is a piece of shit. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, whatever. That sniper's yeah. gonna get you. Yeah, I'm not run, I'm not running across the top of the the fucking football stadium to stop him from shooting you or Neymar. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you know the that's, fan situation. That's the way to treat it. Has anybody watched that movie? Uh, not in a long time, but fuck, that was <laughs> that was a deep cut. I feel um, it's a Wesley Snipes movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wesley Snipes and De Niro? Yeah, De Niro, maybe. A similar thing happens in um, Last Boy Scout. Yeah. All right, you ready for round three? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I like this game. Sean Mendez, Harry Styles, and Eminem. Save Eminem. Okay. Because he's important. He, he is. Uh, avenge Harry? Because he's amusing? Okay. And then I, Sean, I don't really know any of his stuff, so I don't care. Okay. I know he's a singer. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you would know Sean. I don't know any of his stuff. Yeah. But, like, I don't particularly care for Harry's stuff, but, like, the videos of him at, in concerts just being, like, stupid is pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. And and he's in a Marvel movie now, so Which yeah, is... he's he's part of our covered as MCU. So we have to Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd avenge him, I guess. Okay. You fucked up the MCU, you must die. <laughs> Round four. Yep. Priyanka Chopra. Chopra. Zendaya. Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh wait. Who was the first one? Priyanka Chopra. Um, get, uh, give me two seconds. Yeah, I need a picture. Yeah, it's her. What is she in? I know I've seen her. Um, so she's in the new Matrix movie. Okay. Uh, she was in Baywatch. Um... Where there was something. Was she in a Supernatural episode? <laughs> Let's find out. I swear she looks... She looks familiar. And I believe it was a Supernatural episode. Are these Bollywood movies? Looks like she's in a bunch of Bollywood movies. Huh. 
Uh, she does not appear to have a supernatural credit. Okay, so who are the other two again? Okay. <clears throat> so her, Zendaya, and Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo. Sorry, Ronaldo, you're dying. <laughs> again, don't care about football. Uh, that kind, anyway. Um, I, the, the other is, is like, kind of... I would have to avenge Zendaya because, like, I would I don't know this other chick, so I wouldn't avenge her, so I guess I would save her. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the only way that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. This, uh, the rest of these, you should know everyone. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Round five. Sure. Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. Shakira. Uh-huh. Timothy Charlemagne. Wow. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got the wrong end of the deal. <laughs> uh, uh, avenge T Swift, save Shakira. Sorry, Ta- Tim. I don't even remember your name now. <laughs> I've already forgotten you. That's fair. Uh, the hips don't lie. Gotta save her. The hips do not lie. Um, all right, round six. Uh huh. Ariana Grande. Okay. Bill Gates. Oprah Winfrey. Ah oh, man. Uh, I mean, we're saving Grande. Mm-hmm. And I guess it doesn't matter. I I don't know. I think I would sooner avenge. Bill than I would Oprah. I mean, I don't, I don't give a shit about Oprah. She's not a terrible person that I know of, though. <laughs> I guess I'm avenging Bill, and Oprah's gonna die. They're both gonna die because we're saving Ariana Grande at all costs, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's a fantastic singer. Yeah, dude, I I love her. Yeah. Like, Cassie gives me shit all the time. She's like, I can't believe you like Ariana. And I'm like, she's like this age's Christina. Like, I love her. Like, I love her voice. She's a fantastic singer. I mean, it's pop, and like, some of the songs are goofy, but like... Well, I mean, I don't even give a shit about that. I just like seen her, like, sing random shit on random shows and stuff, and it's just like, Jesus. Yeah. That girl can fucking sing yeah and sometimes she says the ditziest shit but i've seen interviews where she says some of the most profound shit yeah and like it it's amazes like she's me. like doing it up a little bit yeah when she's ditzy yeah I like think so too. i'm stupid <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah but whatever that's not why i like her i like her because she can fucking sing her ass off yeah so yeah i love her voice Saving um her. all right round seven Kim Kardashian, Will Smith, oh. Lil Wayne. Somebody needs to save Will. <laughs> Somebody I'll does. save Will. I'll save Will Smith. And I'll I'll avenge Lil Wayne. <laughs> Kim K can fucking die. I that might not even be indirect. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'll push her in the way to save Will. Okay? Yeah. Like, somebody needs to help that bro out. Somebody does need to help that bro out. All right, round eight. We have 10 rounds, by the way. Okay. So we got three left. All right. Round eight. 
Nicki I'm Minaj. Doing great, I think. Oh, yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I don't know that I've disagreed with any of yours. <laughs> all right, so Nicki like, Minaj. So, all right, round eight. Round eight. Nicki Minaj. Okay. Selena Gomez. PewDiePie. Well, PewDiePie dies. Okay. Uh, save. I don't know. Like, I feel like I like more of Nikki's stuff than I do of Selena's stuff. I mean, that's fair. So I think I would save Nicki Minaj and avenge Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are kind of flip-floppy. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I'm going to go with that. Avenge okay. Selena. Save Nikki. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, PewDiePie. Bye-bye, PewDiePie. <laughs> Uh, almost got canceled at one point. Uh, round nine. Yeah. Kylie Jenner, <laughs> Katy Perry, Drake. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this one's tough for the other reason. <laughs> uh, avenge Kylie Jenner, save Katy Perry. Uh, Drake can rotten whatever hell is available for people that try to groom little girls. Yeah. 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 All right. Last up. Okay. Round 10. I think I know how this one is going to go. All right. Let's Beyonce. Uh huh. Emma Watson. Okay. Wiz Khalifa. We're going to avenge Beyonce. Solid. We're going to save Wiz Khalifa. I did not know how this was going to go. <laughs> We're going to let Emma Watson die. Indirectly. Indirectly. <laughs> I keep forgetting the indirectly part. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't care. I, it's all, all three of those people I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this list I found on Reddit. Um, it's from a, a Fuck, Mary Kill game uh, that someone had posted. Uh, but uh, we were pressed for time and wanted a game, so I found that I found that list. Uh, if we play this game again, I'll design a more suitable list. Sure. Yeah. I I like that format better than Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah, it's less aggressive. Uh, avenge save allow to die indirectly yeah thank you for coming to our game (laughs) well that's gonna do it for this episode of dqp weekly i am not your boy dave not your boy i'm shane and this is producer russell i am producer russell and if you would like to follow us on facebook instagram or twitter you can find us at draftyq uh if you are not subscribed to our patreon we would appreciate that you did subscribe to our patreon under our one dollar tier that's all we're asking for uh one dollar a month uh to help us with some of these projects that we have in the pipe uh and to get some equipment for uh our show so we can amp up our quality a little bit better um quality 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 uh, but yeah, so we would appreciate that. Uh, we would also appreciate you recommending us to any of your friends or family 
um, depending on their own sensibilities. Uh, use your best judgment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, tell you your get... grandma to listen to us. <laughs> If you want to uh, help us get out there a little bit more, uh, word of mouth is really just, uh, I mean, that's one of the best ways to do it. So if you know anyone that, you know, uh, would listen to us, uh, then shoot it out there. Uh, give them the links and stuff. Um, on YouTube, you can find us under Drafty Quarters Productions. If you're only listening to the audio of this, there is a video up uh, of it on YouTube. Uh, and if you go to YouTube and you subscribe to our channel, please hit that bell for notifications so it will let you know when we post something new. Um, and then we'll also let you know. Yeah. And for questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, book recommendations, movie recommendations, what you think we might ought to do after the Robert Egger Eggers movies, uh, which ends this week, uh, Please hit us up. I know we have some suggestions to sort through that Billy suggested. Yep. Um, so any any of that, uh, or if you just want to email us and let us know you were thinking about us. Thanks, Dick. Uh, feel free to do that, too. Well, that was beautiful. I tried. You did great. I tried to, like, bring it from the heart. Yeah. Especially when you're begging for money. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Everybody, have a wonderful day. I don't know what just happened. So that's going to do it for this episode of DQP Weekly, where we try not to have any more technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? I fucking it has never done that. This is the show that ends abruptly. of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.